and we are the Screaming Divas. In the woods. In the woods. That you can't see right now because it's nighttime. But we have snow too. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Who are we interviewing? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this interview. (gasps) John Holiday. John Holiday. Opera singer extraordinaire. Counter tenor. Yeah. Beautiful human being, beautiful soul. And on NBC's The Voice. The Voice. This human being is so extremely talented that he can cross so many different genres of music. Every fiber of his body just screams artistic singing. Musician. Yeah, so amazing. Team legend. Team legend. Because John Legend was the first one to turn that chair. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you John. John. Yeah, you knew what you were listening to. Greatness. Yeah. That's all I have to say. He's going to win. He's going to win. I know he's going to win. So check out our clip. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been raised, don't you be anybody else but you. There's only one, and I tell this to my students at, at, before we start the term, I always say there's only one of you in all of time you better get about the business of being your best self. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't get onto TV and be or do anything else than what I know how to be and what I know how to do. And uh, I'm just, I I am also happy that that came across because I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, what's going to come across? What I've learned is you can't, they, they can't show something on TV that you don't give them. So if there's something that comes out that's not in the best light, you gave it to them. I've learned yep. that in this short time. Brilliant. What do they have to do, Carrie? Subscribe. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, John Holiday in person. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I didn't get a drink, but you know what? You guys do it for me. Yeah. You've been singing a lot, so we have a little bit more flexibility with the alcohol we're consuming right now. You don't. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Where are you? What can you turn your mic up just a smidge? Is that so we can hear you better? Is this better or worse? Yeah, that's better, great. better, 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 better. Because we want to hear your lovely dulcet tones. Yay! <laughs> Yay! No, I'm I'm here in Appleton, uh, Wisconsin. So I'm here for for a while until we see how the show progresses. And, and you're what... not allowed to tell us. <laughs> I can't tell you anything. I know. Mm-hmm. Pre-recorded shows. <laughs> All righty. Well, we are honored and privileged oh. to, to have this time with you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You guys kidding me. It's an absolute pleasure and the uh, and such a huge joy and the honor is all mine. I, really, really. Um, no, you're amazing. <laughs> and I know you're friends with Karen Slack. And Karen Slack, if you're watching this, you need to get back to me because we want you on the show too. <laughs> yeah. And there you have it. But hey, so you are at home, but for our viewers out there, you are an opera singer. I am. I am an opera singer. But much more. Yes. 
you are a multi-talented plethora of like, yay, greatness. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sonder, you are crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a really great day, so. It's important, I think, these days, you know, even when I'm teaching my students, I think it's really important that we, especially in opera right now, I think that opera requires us now to kind of be multi-dimensional people and artists. So I've always had that side of me. So I was like, you know what, let's just see what'll happen, you know? You know, we always hear, you should go and try out for The Voice, or you should go do, you know, these other shows. And oftentimes people will make, you know, really snooty faces. And I just thought, you know what, why not? Why not? Why not? Damn. Okay, so then tell us then, how did it come about? Why did you do it? Mm-hmm. And are we allowed to ask you if you're glad you did it or do you have to say oh, yes? you can ask me anything. Honestly, you can ask me anything. Okay. Um, I'm like, I, I think I'm like easy peasy. So you can ask me, I'm very transparent. So I'll tell you everything that I can. Sure we. Um, I was doing um, the title role of Xerxes at Opera du Rouen mm-hmm. and it was right before, or, I think, it happened right at the big part of when COVID was blowing up. Um, and basically the, the president of the United States put a, a, a ban on travel to and from uh, mm-hmm. the United States and I had to come back. And I remember coming back and thinking, what can I do to still show people the love that I have in my heart and to share my artistry? Mm-hmm. And what could I do to inspire people even in the face of adversity that there is still hope and love and peace out there and so i saw the notice for you know auditioning for the voice and i thought i will give this a chance and see what happens uh i've come to find out that forty thousand people auditioned and once once we make it through the blinds every person that makes it who has a chair to turn for them they will be a part of the top 40 so out of 40,000, the top 40 is, is who makes it on to the show after their, the chairs are turned. So just to do that, and I have to say, you guys know this because you've done it. I mean, you know, we do a lot of competitions as opera singers. This is nothing like anything I have ever done in my life. How so? It is How so? absolutely the most incredible, joy-filled journey that I've ever been on. I am so happy. Wow. Uh, like a newfound, I think I've always been an ambassador for opera, but to be like kind of a newfound ambassador for opera, even mm-hmm. though I haven't sung anything opera yet on, on the show. Yet? Uh, yet? But yes. Just keep watching, keep watching. Yes. Okay. Um, Represent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just thought it would be something cool to do and, um, and to just share myself with people. I, I like to, anybody who, who really knows me knows I, I am such a giver of just like, Anything that I have, I want to share. Uh, And so just sharing what I really believe God gifted me with, uh, the gift of love through music. Mm -hmm. Um, So so just trying to show that on TV and more than anything, trying to inspire uh, the next generation. I know that we are are so dependent. We are going to be so dependent on them. Absolutely. So it's important that we help to shape that. Perfect. Okay, so you decided to do the audition. Did you have to do a tape? I did, um, the audition process is different for a lot, a lot of people, but I think we all submit tapes and from the tapes, you either go to the live audition in a certain city and then you go to the big audition in LA. So it just kind of varies, uh, I think for a lot of people. I, I think 
this year, especially, I think they were having people send in tapes and things like that. Did it matter to them that you were already an established artist? I mean, that you made a living doing this, you ha you were managed, management, or yeah. all that kind of stuff? No, it didn't matter. I think to them, what they were most um, concerned with is just, can you sing? Are you a good human being? Are you a good colleague? Because um, that kind of stuff can, I think it translates on TV. Um, and so they definitely, I mean, they want to know the first thing. And this is another reason why I chose this show. Um, there are so many other shows out there, but this show specifically is The Voice. It is dealing with The Voice. So you get to see every artist on this stage is being their best selves. They are all amazing singers and it's focusing on The Voice. So... Uh, but they didn't care that I had management. They didn't care that I had been established. It was just, you know, what is your aim in being here? Why do you want to be here? And then you tell your story, you know, about why you want to be there. Okay, so, oh, sorry. So we're like huge Uber fans of John Legend and Kelly Clarkson. I mean, yeah. I totally would have fangirled out if I had <laughs> met either one of them, I have to say. So when you had the option of picking um, either one, was that hard for you or did you already know who you wanted? <laughs> It was tough because I didn't, you know, you go into this, the, the process, everybody who does this, she's like, I'm going to pick this coach and I'm going to pick, you know, but the, the truth of the matter is you just want somebody to turn the chair. <laughs> and so I was just like, whoever turns their chair first, that's who I'm going to pick. But I never told wow. anyone that. I was just like, whoever turns first, that's going to help me make my decision. Okay. Uh, all along, I have been thinking that I would pick John Legend because there are so many things in common that we, that we have. Uh, right. similarities. And he grew up playing the piano in church and singing with his grandmother. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing the, uh, the piano <laughs> in church with my grandmother and singing in choir. I don't write music uh, like he does. I mean, I write a little bit. Um, but just how intelligent he is. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. just, he's, he's a champion of so many social issues yes, right like so i i totally uh just felt really connected with him then there's kelly she's a texas girl i'm from texas <laughs> she's done a lot of crossover things mm -hmm. i want to do a lot of crossover things and i think i can and i just thought well maybe this would be a good person for that then there's gwen and her singing and her I know. you know i was just like oh i relate to that then there's blake and he's a winner and he's got all these hits and I just thought there were so many ways to relate to each of them. Who am I going to pick? Okay. And then John Legend turned the chair first. He sure but did. You know, and he blocked Kelly. So he made it. Yes, he did. Very easy. Yes, he did. Yeah. And you know what? Your soul, your soul picks it, right? You yes. know, yeah. you, get, you get that feeling that, that, mm, I know that. So during COVID then opera, yes. we are shut down, right? Oh, we are. Yes. So how can they, film this are they being safe and it is so safe it is so safe i mean once we get there um once we got there to, uh, to la you're quarantined by the cdc guidelines um and then you're also being tested regularly i swear and i'm not i wish i were exaggerating but i'm not i was probably tested 50 or 60 times while i was there and it's the nasal wow. and the oral uh test that they do so you're being okay. tested Okay. Uh, you wear masks everywhere except for when you get ready to go onto the stage. Okay. Once you're on the stage and you're getting ready to sing, you take your mask off, throw it in the trash, you do your bit, you talk with the judge, the coaches, and mm -hmm. then after that, you immediately put on another mask. Right. It is, cool. and then you only tra if if you're traveling, 
you only travel with yourself and the driver and it's you know it's it was just really incredible the way they 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 planned this um and and they organized it so well i've never been for a moment worried about my health ever um and the testing that we did it comes back just like that like at a snap of a finger so it's it's been a fantastic um journey perfect that's I have, um, you know, I was curious about this. So as you know, we all know, getting in front of, you know, sometimes 2,000, 3,000 people mm-hmm. to sing opera, we know as professionals, we know how to deal with our nerves. Yeah. I was curious about this. And, you know, and part of me wanted to know if they had teleprompters back there for the words of your song, or is it like opera where if we forget words, we better make something up real quick. <laughs> We're gonna make it up. No prompters here, none at all. I mean. And the thing about it was that there was just, there was just honestly a moment of absolute unadulterated joy and Mm -hmm. euphoria just being on the stage again after having been gone from the Mm -hmm. stage for so, you got, you understand. I mean, after having been gone for so long, so just being on the stage, it was kind of like basking in that big blanket of love that you could feel because yeah. it's emotional it, it is it totally is and we can see the virtual audience so i was singing to them even though they weren't in the room with us i could st- i'm a person i maybe you can or cannot tell but like i i really thrive off of energy i can feel that sure so whether i can see you here mm-hmm. or i can see you live i can feel your heart space so just being able to connect with them was really incredible mm-hmm. um i don't even know it's just it's great great and the the band were were they live with you yes the band is absolutely incredible when my best friend heard it who's he's a a major producer in in nashville he's like is that a track or is that the band i was like that's the band the band is live he's like that is insane you can see them playing if you're really looking yeah because i was in the dark but they're playing with us they are insanely talented it's ridiculous that's a, all okay, right. So if you have a friend in Nashville, do you come down here? I have not been to Nashville often. I've sung with the Nashville Symphony three times. I've sung with them, okay. their Messiah that they do in December. In fact, I was supposed to do one last year, I think, but they ended up not. I know. I was actually going to go. I live here. Yeah. Gary's in Nashville. And I lived, well, I did live downtown until the um, insanity started. And then I was like, I need to get out of here. I, we need space. I my husband's working from home now. And so yes. I think if he had to hear one more Screaming Diva uh, interview while he's trying to have a meeting, I think he might've thrown me out the window. We don't, talk, <laughs> we don't talk a lot at all. We don't love to talk. Exactly, exactly. All right. All right, so I have a question for you. Yes. You are a countertenor. Yes, I am. And us opera people, we all know what a countertenor is. Yes. But we interviewed Brianne Sinclair, mm-hmm. who's a transgender mm-hmm. soprano. Okay. Her voice never changed. Mm. So did your voice change when you were in your, during puberty, did your voice drop? Are you actually a baritone that sings up in the falsetto? My voice, my voice, (laughs) my voice did change, Mm -hmm. uh, but I always maintained the soprano range. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in high school, even when I was in junior high school, I mean, I was a boy soprano. I remember I was I was in a boys' choir growing up, so I always sang high, always, which most children should do. I mean, you should sing, you know. Uh, and all of a sudden, I remember there was one rehearsal. Mr. Adams, he says, I want to change you to be a middle. And I was like, oh, 
what do you mean? A middle? I was so like, I remember being so sad. He was like, no, not because you can't sing high anymore, but because your voice is so strong that I need you in the middle section. Now, I know that he probably was just really wanting to change me and then made me feel better by saying that I was a strong singer. So he needed me to be in the middle. So I was like, okay, I can do it. But ever since then, I mean, even in high school, I was a soprano my freshman year in high school. And the only reason that I ever switched, this is what I really believe, nobody can ever make me think anything differently. But the reason why I was switched, as a first year in high school, I was getting all the solos. And so a lot of the sopranos who would normally get the solos were very upset about yes, that. Yes, they were. They uh, were mad. Mothers, and they were part of the booster club. The mothers, I think, went to the choir director and said, no more solos for, for John. That's what I think happened. I'm just Rude. kidding. Maybe they didn't do that. Well, but you know. Like then I switched to be a tenor one, and then I still got the solos. So that was kind of fun. But um, I didn't switch because I had to. I switched because I was asked to. And it was actually probably the best decision that my teacher in high school made for me because it lended itself to me being a number one tenor in the state of Texas for two years in a row and a most cool. outstanding performer in Texas for two years in a row. Then cool. I went to college as a countertenor. Oh, interesting. You never sang baritone? Never. I sang tenor, I should say, I sang tenor as a freshman in college, and then I kind of uh, teetered with like Barry tenor stuff. But okay. I never was a baritone ever. I've always been a tenor, uh, and well, and I, I what I really tell people is I really think I've always been a countertenor, and I just kind of dabbled in tenor repertoire because mm -hmm. I always sang soprano in church. I always sang soprano in choirs, like wherever we would go, and I've always played around up there. So that was kind of what felt comfortable to me. It felt the most natural. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say for anyone that is going to watch this, I really wanted to send them to your website because yes. there's a fabulous video on there from, is it the great big, wait, what was it called? Great big great story. Big story. Great big story. And I, I thought it was so brilliantly done yes. and how it was all explained, which was primarily by you, but I love the talking of the male voices yes. and what makes sense. And so um, I just really wanted to send people there to watch that yes. because it's awesome. And, um, and it's really just wonderfully explained is what I want to say. So everybody go to the website. You can share the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you feel? I'm talking to you right now. This is oh come on! What? We, we put our pants on the same way you do. Come on. Yes. Oh, and God. especially during this time. Yes. I think it is such a leveling agent. Yes. You know, I yes. think. Listen, Carrie and I have always just been what you see is what you get. And That's the same way I am. I I really am. Well, life yeah. is too short. Absolutely. Oh my for God. All the other BS. You know. Yes. Yes. And I, I love that, that this time has given us a way to express ourselves in ways we never have mm -hmm. had to before. And to, yourself yes, and to meet people and to have these conversations, which honestly, like there's people I've met that I am thinking, oh my God, how have I, how have I not met you? Right. I'm so tunnel vision in my own job and trying to get the next job and going to the next job and learning the next role that I wasn't really looking, which is sad. And so yeah. I'm so... Thank you. I know. So I'm yeah. grateful to have this yeah. and I that we started this and that oh. we're talking to people like you mm. who are learning like, so much, learning so much. It's just really cool. So thanks for yeah, doing it with us. I think we all, I, I think it's so true that it is this leveling agent. And, uh, and the one thing, another reason why I decided to do the show was 
it's just that I thought to myself, how can I, in this time, there was, in my mind, there's no better time to stretch yourself and to try to do something you've never done before. And I thought, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Why not do it? You know, there's, it doesn't make any sense to not try it. Go for it. And if you fail, it's not really failure. It was you taking an opportunity and it's an opportunity to grow. And you either grow or you grow. Absolutely. Well, you know? And you know what? We got one shot at this thing called life. And I, I say that to everyone. And if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Right. When right. you're dead? So bravo to you, really. Absolutely. Bravo. And and I, was, I mean, I was jumping up and down. I was so excited. Yeah, because I hadn't really heard. been paying attention to television. And then someone, I think it was Karen. I think it was Kiki Slack put it on Facebook. And I went, <gasps> and it's in the middle of the night because I don't know about you most of the opera singers in this world aren't sleeping through the nights you know no. or actually not just opera singers a lot of people yeah. so um and I could my husband you know would kill me and not really but um I'm trying not to freak out and shake the bed like what's happening I'm like represent yes represent so, so many wonderful things yeah. okay so you are first and foremost would you call yourself an opera singer or just I would. I, you know, I'm so happy you asked me that because I have told a lot of people, you know, I just feel like I'm a singer. And in so many ways, uh, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't even know what opera was. <laughs> and and, uh, and I mean, I didn't grow up with it. And I feel like opera chose me. Opera is, is a thing that it chose me. I love it. I absolutely love it. But I just love, I love to sing. I love music. I love singing, I love singers, I love people. And so any way to connect with people uh, is something that gets me kind of going. So and singing did that. So opera, and opera does that too, so, you know. It shows that you love it. And you know, all three of us, funnily enough, got mm -hmm. our starts with church choir. See? And church music is really, I think, one step away it's the bridge, I, I feel, and I don't know if Carrie agrees with me, it's the bridge between jazz and pop oh, and opera. Totally. It's, that, it's that binding agent. And totally. to have that experience is priceless because then you can now dabble in, like Carrie is the best Disney princess I've ever heard sing. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a smackdown with Angel Blue just as Okay. <laughs> and you, I mean, you, John, being able to sing this, but... Do you have to think technically different in your mind when you're up there singing with a mic as opposed to singing in a 2,000 or 3,000 seat opera house? Yeah, there are differences. I think that, you know, I was explaining this to someone the other day. I was like, you know, the difference between us and most of the other singers that are out there in musical theater and even pop singers, we're not using mics. We're up there singing, you know, we're trained to, to tune in, in into our heightened resonance, our optimal resonance, our optimal vowel spacing, you know, optimal alignment. And the truth is, you and, and the best breath support you can think about and posture, all this stuff going on, you know. And the, the truth of the matter is I am thinking about it while I'm singing. Okay. Um, I recognize that there's a difference because I'm using the mic, so I don't have to sing as hard as, you, you know, people would say. I don't have to sing, I don't have to work as hard, mm -hmm. but there's working in another way. Right. Mic, um, you know, my mic work. You have to think about how you do that. Because you're like, Absolutely. oh, I'm not used to holding a mic all the time. So, okay, let me sing with the mic. So literally, this is the funniest thing. When I would practice in the in the hotel, I would put a mic, I'd put a remote control in my hand and I'd sing. That was how I was practicing. Mm -hmm. Just as we would if when we were in, in undergrad. Right. You know, 
going through the, to the practice room, getting at the piano and playing through the thing and singing. I would literally put you know, a recording, I'd play the recording and sing with my little microphone. Um, so there's not a difference so much in technical things because I definitely, I feel like I'm using the same technique. Style okay. is different. Um, I may not have to really sustain something for a long time if I don't want to, if I want to do something and kind of wave my mic around and do crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, other than that, the technical aspects of it are the same. The breathing is the same. How I'm thinking about the sound is the same. Oh, okay. The release, you know, yeah, it's mm -hmm. all me. It's the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I think it's fascinating, really, because I've never been able to make that jump Mm -hmm. to pop music, maybe my pea-sized brain or maybe my blonde hair, I don't know. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I, I just can't wrap my head around that transition from one to the other, so. But you were so young and it went from so young in choir and then immediately into opera. I mean, That's I went from choir to singing pop, jazz. I, mm -hmm. I loved mimicking all these people I heard on the radio because yeah. I loved it so much and I grew up in a house that played all kinds of music. Yes. I mean, like you, John, you know, opera found me. I just really love to be in front of people singing yeah. and, or with people making music and telling a story. There's no but greater joy than that. There's no greater joy. No greater joy. And, and who knew, you know, as opera found me, what the roller coaster ride would have led me to. Yes. And, um, and the opportunities that kept coming, even when there were times where I was like, I'm, you know, I'm done. So yeah. what I really just love, um, what you did and what you said when you got on the show. And it just really made me want to talk to you so badly because I wanted to know the decision and then in your life and how this all worked to, to what it was. Now, let me, now I do have one question. If yeah. COVID hadn't happened, mm -hmm. would you still have applied for The Voice? Good question. Probably. I probably would have done it. Um, okay. Just to see, you know, there, Right. There are those moments, I can't say it's a hypothetical. I mean, if, if it hadn't, I don't know. I, I think so. I had been thinking about it for many years, only because I know I have been one of those singers. That's when it's like, well, you should, you're so good, you should sing for the voice. Or you should sing. And we're like, oh, we're real singers. We sing at the Met. Like, we sing at, you know, I, I know people. I, I have been one of those people. Mm -hmm. I have been one. Um, but I have to say, my goodness, am I happy that I did it. I'm happy that I did it. Just the, you guys cannot imagine. Yes, you can. You can. The, the, the amount of love that I have been shown in the last week. Wow. Um, to sit and talk with radio hosts from all over the United States. Mm -hmm. To talk with TV anchors. To speak with you. To just have that moment of, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I get emotional really quickly. Well, come on, so do I. To have that love is so important to me, not because it means uh, anything so much about the singing, but it means that you get me. It means that uh, you see me. Mm -hmm. And it means that in some small way, even you love me. Uh, well. And I am so appreciative of that. I mean, I cannot begin to tell you, no matter how many times... I was supposed to be singing, making my Metropolitan debut, Metropolitan Opera debut, and singing uh, uh, Cesare um, uh, next year. Not the title role, but something in Cesare. And of course, that was canceled. Now we have to wait till the fall to hopefully do Eurydice. Um, okay. But no matter how many times I will uh, sing at the Met, or the Dallas Opera, or LA Opera, or Chicago Lyric, or Des Moines never. Metro Opera, I will never sing for 8.3 million people. Mm -mm. It's true. But I did 
on the 19th of October. 8.3 million. 8.3 million people tuned in to that show. And that is, I could have never imagined that yellow brick road of blessings. I could have never imagined. Uh, but you know what, you hold up, I think if you hold up a mirror, you get back what you give. Yes. And that's always been my life philosophy. And I think Carrie's too. If you're a good person, you're going to get that back. And, you know, it showed, it really showed. And bravo to you that your true personality really shone yeah. on, on the voice. I mean, it was, you were you, it was you on a stick and, and can't do anything else. Can't be anybody else. My grandmother raised me who you saw in the, uh, big mama. Yeah. Big mama. Oh, I love her so much. Uh, but like she, I, I've always been raised. Don't you be anybody else but you. There's only one, and I tell this to my students at, at, before we start the term. I always say there's only one of you in all of time. You better get about the business of being your best self. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't get onto TV and be or do anything else than what I know how to be and what I know how to do. And uh, I'm just, I, I am also happy that that came across because I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, what's going to come across? Of course. But what I've learned is you can't, they, they can't show something on TV that you don't give them. So if there's something that comes out that's not in the best light, you gave it to them. I've learned yep. that in this short time. Brilliant. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm just myself all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going to always wear my hats and my little glasses. Good. I love it. That's you. Leontine Price told me the same thing. Yep. Girl, you go be you. Exactly. And I was like, okay. okay. Um, I have to say that part of me as an opera singer and as a hurting opera singer, because I feel like there's all there's part of us that are all like slightly bruised and broken and not knowing what the future holds, especially in America right now. Um, oh you know, I mean, that's a whole mess. So I have to yeah. say selfishly, I was also thrilled that you were there because I felt like someone was could and did give a voice to a genre that not everybody is paying attention to. Often and I, yeah, and I just wanted, I wanted to know how you felt about that. Do oh, you want to be the poster child for yeah, exactly. singers or? There is, oh gosh, I get, I, you have to forgive me. Um, I get really emotional sometimes because I, when I look back on this, um, I had done, I'm very visual. So I do like vision boards and I make uh, smart goals and I write things down. <laughs> And one of my dreams has always been to be the number one count. I know this is selfish and I, it's not because I don't like anybody else. This is not that. But I was like, I want to be the number one counter in the world. That's what I've always wanted to do. Um, but I never knew what that meant. And so I ha I'm so lucky to have friends in my life that were like, what is the measurable? Like, what is the measurable of that? And I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. Does it have to do with a paycheck? Does it have to do with a role? Does it have to, what does it have to do with? Mm -hmm. And I honestly didn't know. So I just started to write things down. And one of the things that I first wrote down is that I want to be a household name. I want for people to know how much I love music and how much I love my art form. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> so maybe, yes, I, I, maybe I did want to be the poster child. I wouldn't have called it that because that's not what I, what I envisioned. Mm -hmm. um, but then it became, once I got to the show, it's like, I want to be America's countertenor. I want, I want to, much like Lee and Team Price would say, I, I am so proud to be an American. 
even when things aren't going well, even when they are going well, I'm still proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an immediate sense of sadness, though, when I got there because I thought, oh, well, here I am. I get the opportunity to sing, and so many of my friends are not, a, they're not able to do that right now. So there was a little bit of, of sadness, but then I thought my friends who know me would want me to do this, right. and they would Absolutely. want me to represent. And so in every way possible, I hope that uh, while I'm on the stage, that I represent what opera singers can do. Because right. I think that when people think of opera, they think, we all know, they think it's this very elitist art form. And it can be that way, but it also can be the, 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 the art form of the everyday person. It is telling stories of everyday people. Yeah. And I firmly believe, no matter what language opera is in, that it can make you feel something. It can make you have a visceral reaction. Yeah. And I'm happy to be a member of that fraternity. Of the fraternity and it's changing. Of opera singers. Yeah, and it's Opera's changing. changing. It is. And then to yeah. show that we can do this too. You know, and it's okay if you are an opera singer and you can do this and you've been afraid to try it. Well, now try it. Yeah. I, I give, I, if you need to have permission, I give you permission to try it, you know? I felt guilt when I went back on stage, I will tell you, um, because I was out doing it and so many other people weren't able to. Yep. And, you know, it was this, this dual feeling. Carrie and I have talked about it. And... You know, a lot of uh, other singers kind of shame me that what you put on social media. Did you feel that as well? I didn't feel any of that. And, you know, this is a this is probably something I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it. I, I'm a person because of my my upbringing with my grandmother and my mom. I don't I never read reviews. I never read the comments under um, social media. I never read them under the under YouTube things. I am a person who I really, I strongly believe in surrendering. Once I have done something, there's a song, um, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed savior, I surrender all. Love it. I really believe that I just, I do the work and God, he knows my heart and he knows the joy and the place that I've that I've come from when I'm singing, and then I let it go. So I've never, if someone has shamed me, I haven't seen it, uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay attention to it because I know deep down they actually, even if they're shaming me, that deep down inside something I did may have touched them. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's gonna like what you do. No, oh right? gosh, I really know that. that. But yeah, I mean, have every, a person, every person that was a friend of mine that I'm really close to. I've only heard, I've only heard good things from them. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've said anything, but I, if they, if they have, it's okay. I see you. I get you. I love you. Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. I continue to do this thing. Yeah. I love it. As long well, as I can. <laughs> okay. Can we go back to one question about the voice? Yes. Because I really love the song you picked. Mm-hmm. I have a question about the season. Were you allowed to pick that first song? Mm-hmm. And then for some consecutive songs, I think sometimes they pick them for you. The, the and... coaches pick the song for the battle round. Okay. Okay, so then my question is, 
I mean, come on. And I, this is where the snotty opera singer is going to come in. But how did somebody who doesn't truly understand what a countertenor is know how to pick a song for you? And did you have some say back and say, that's not going to work? No, you, I'm, I'm also a person in general, I will try anything one time. Okay. And I just, and, and I, you know, I really will. I'll try anything once. And so when uh, the battle rounds, well, you, you guys know that I will do the battle round because I had right. a chair turn. So that's next. Mm -hmm. When that song is chosen, I, I was just like, oh, I've never heard it before a lot in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it also, it was something, my husband is whist he's whistling. Uh, okay. Hey, husband. Uh, hey. Yeah, whistling back there. You can come uh, be on the Screamy Divas too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm like, okay, I can hear you. Um, but no, um, he, John, picks a song and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And in true fashion, it was something that was a challenge. It was a challenge. Uh, but I'm so excited about it because I think it's really an interesting song. And I think what happens with them, like most teachers, you hear something and you're like, I can hear this person singing this song. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to see what they can do with this song. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think happened. Okay. Um, so, but we, we'll see. We don't know what happened yet because we haven't gotten there. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Opera singers, we're usually a little cautious about how much we speak. Yes. You know, because we get, we get a little tired. Yes. And we all know that speaking is more tiring than singing. So what did you do to to kind of keep yourself healthy and, you know? <laughs> this is so funny, but I know you guys do it too. I mean, I had all of my supplements, I had my vitamins, I had my preventatives. I even bought, um, I bought a humidifier, a large one for the room. Um, then I had one of those things that cleans the room. Oh, what is it? Air First purifier. Air? An air purifier. Mm -hmm. I had a huge one of those in my room. Uh, and I didn't talk very much. I am a person which I think we probably all are especially when we're on the road and that's what I considered it is I had a huge routine I'd get up in the morning all of my friends who were on the show with me they'd make fun of me because they would see me every morning I'd walk to get me an egg McMuffin <laughs> then I would come back to the hotel and I would have my coffee with my five hazelnut creams and my five sugars and then I would take a little break at one o'clock I would eat lunch take a little break and at five or six, I would have dinner. And that is my routine. Love it. And that is kind of what, that's what I did. I would see my friends. I would always speak to them, sit outside with them. Um, I, I, got, I kind of got into a place where I couldn't sit outside because of the fires that were going on. Right. The time at which it really got bad, where you could, it, the smoke was almost palpable. Like you could uh, it just you could feel it. And it was not good. And LA smog is not so good either. It's not so good. But I think since the pandemic, the, the smog is not really existent. In, oh, in wow. It's not, it's not as bad as it, as it once right. was. Um, but no, I really do. I kind of stick to that routine. So they would make fun of me even even now. So some of the friends that I'll talk to on Instagram, they're like, have you had your egg McMuffin yet? Because we would literally go together or they'd see me walking in my shorts. At the I'm going to McDonald's to get my egg McMuffin. He's out. <laughs> yeah. Um, was your husband allowed out there with you or were no. you by yourself the whole time? That's how, that's how strict it is. Uh, you can only be by yourself and you are, you are in quarantine and you are in a bubble. I, I tell you, it is the coolest, it is the coolest thing. I, I can't even, 
I'm, I'm actually speechless about how cool that was because I thought I was going to hate that part of it, but actually it felt very much, I was so proud of how safe it was. Cool. And can you imagine riding on, I mean, because I've never, I mean, I've sung a lot of places before, but I've never done anything like this. Driving onto the Universal lot. Like, Is that where it was? Universal? Yeah, you're NBC Universal. Like you're on the, on the set, like you're driving and you see like Saved by the Bell taping and you see... You know, Kelly Clarkson's show is taping. Then you, on the way, you know, you see Warner Brothers Studios and all these others. It's insane. Um, so just seeing how, how things in Hollywood are made, you know, it's incredible. I love, I love every minute of it. Cool. I love every minute. And I really, I sincerely hope uh, that I make you all proud. I hope that I make you all very proud. Listen, you already, you already yeah, you already have. I mean, if you hadn't even... Just you singing, if no one turned around, which I could not even imagine, but if no one did, you made us proud. So, so proud. Really? I mean, and, and you, you made us, you showed the world that opera singers are strong, mm -hmm. are flexible, yes. and are passionate. Yes. And you That's are really. an amazing artist, not just, not just a singer, but an artist, because the artistry that you put into that song was brilliant Thank really it, heartfelt and yeah we, carrie and i were like yep we're proud if if that's as far as you make it yeah you should be your mama should be proud big mama should be very oh, proud. They are. i just got chills all over my body my grandmother called me two days ago she's like i'm a celebrity now <laughs> I, was like, I was like yes you are a celebrity because you've been on tv millions of people have seen you so yes you are a celebrity especially rosenberg so she's just loving it. and she is very proud you know she's always been she really has been my biggest cheerleader and i'm so Aww. grateful for that love sure y'all need that cheerleader don't we don't we need that Absolutely. I'm, like i got mine right here like uh, besides my husband i got my cheerleader right here and always uh, always so where do you see yourself in 10 years from now five years 10 years from now Ooh, what do you well, see i I hope to see myself on all the major stages of the world, uh, sharing the love of music and being, I, I love the idea, I, mean, I hadn't thought about it until somebody asked me about it, but being an ambassador for music and what's possible in all genres, multi-genres. Um, cool. I'd love to see myself, I love Celine Dion, so hopefully one day I get to sing with Celine Dion. That would be the biggest, that would be like the biggest, like heartfelt, like, I don't know. I would probably be out of my skin, out of my body. I love her that much. Um, well, maybe Celine's watching this. I hope she does. <laughs> I hope to be a, a, a stage, a, a name at the Metropolitan Opera. I hope to be a recurring name and artist there. I hope to, I hope to be, to be. Cool. I just want to be myself and to be all that I can be in every single way. My prayer is that God will continue to use me in this art form to be a light to people, to be a light for people who have lost their own, to guide people and show them that being their most unique and authentic self is the only way to go. Yeah. I pray that I continue to let my light shine. That's what, I, that's what I hope happens in 10 years. I hope to be a household worldwide name and that people are proud to come to my shows and that they're proud to stand on stage with me and sing with me. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm certainly proud to join the ranks with any of you out there and, and 
and sing on the stage. Nothing brings me greater joy than singing on stage oh, with my friends. So me too. I we'll that. sing with you. Yeah. We'll do a screaming yeah. dance concert. Yes. Oh my God. I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh my God. Would that be fun? Oh, Screaming Diva is on tour. Oh, Screaming oh, Diva is on yes. tour. Here we come. Come on. I'm ready. Me too. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'll, I'm going to try. I don't know if hey, you're ready? in our show and you even know what rapid fire is. What happened? Okay. Uh -oh. All right. What opera best describes you? I know that's a horrible, corny question, but. <laughs> what opera best describes me? Do, do, oh do, 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 do. That's so hard. I know. Oh, no. Um, what, opera, what opera that I've done? I feel no, no, no. Like just any opera. Because I have one. Opera. I know what I would say. What would you say, Sandra? I would say Tosca. Yeah. Yeah, you are Tosca. Tosca. Man. I have to say Flight, even though like it's an opera oh. that I've done. Yeah, Flight by Jonathan Dove. Okay, cool. Okay. When you think about an opera singer, what's the first thing? What's the first word that comes to your mind? Joy. Mm, Joy. That's nice. Mm -hmm. What's the worst habit that you'll never break? <laughs> Probably biting my nails. Oh. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do really well for a long time, and then I'll get stressed and bite my nails. They, you see that? Like, they weren't bitten like a while ago. Okay, honestly, mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say Egg McMuffin. <laughs> no, no, you know what's another one? I love, there's a caramel apple uh, lollipop. I think I'll probably never stop liking those. Oh, oh. deliciousness. Okay. <laughs> if you had a fragrance, what would it be called? Oh, Holiday. <laughs> I've seen that hashtag now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did. Somebody needs to make that. Hello, anybody? Yes, mm -hmm. I'm ready, guys. Whoever's out there, come on, Dior. <laughs> okay, a song that always gets stuck in your head. Oh, this little light of mine. Oh, I was just going to sing that when you were talking about that. Oh, that? Latest, the last celebrity that you met that you totally crushed on. That I crushed on. <laughs> or freaked out about meeting or, I mean. Beatrice Elba. Oh man. Okay, oh, what did you do? Like what my little heart would have been I like was, I was uh, I just like I just got chills <laughs> thinking about it. I was, doing, I, was, I was doing the fashion show in New York. I was singing the fashion show. This is where I met Jamie Foxx. And uh, and Jamie Foxx was supposed to sing the end of the fashion show. Well he told me that I was gonna sing it, so I sang. After after the after party, um, I didn't even know Idris Elba was there, but apparently he was on the front row. So his wife was like, My husband wants to meet you and I was like, Okay. I was like completely oh. outside of my body. Then I was like, oh my God, and he's so beautiful. But oh. he, and he was also very, very kind. Very kind. He yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, he is. He's gorgeous. Mm. I, I'm jealous. We're all like, yum. Can <laughs> <laughs> we have a moment? Yeah. Army Hammer is my other one that I'm like, mm. oh yes, he is gorgeous too. Oh my God. Sorry. Gary. <laughs> Okay, we ask a lot of opera singers this. Uh, do you have a favorite or best wardrobe malfunction moment? And I've it could have happened on The Voice. I'm sorry, I've right? Never, I've never had a wardrobe malfunction yet. Um, okay. Touch wood. Touch wood. You better touch I just, wood. I just quick. knocked on the wood of the, yes. Okay. And, and when you do, um, Sandra and I are demanding an email. <laughs> okay. I will Photographic evidence. Please. Yeah, I will totally do this. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, we yeah. are we ready for the the last one, Carrie? Do you want to ask any more? Do you want to ask your usual one, or shall we not do that? Because I don't know if it, I don't know because NBC has to approve this. I don't know if they'll let me do it. But um, go ahead. I would like to know what your favorite cuss word is. Shit. <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> and our shall we do our last one now? I'll yeah. do it. If heaven exists. Mm -hmm. What would you love to hear God say as you enter the pearly gates? Well done. My good and faithful servant. Yes, well done. Yes, well done. Well, you have. Thank At you. your young age, you have already done so much and done it well. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra. And Carrie, this has, been, this has just been incredible. It's like well, it's come true to talk with you. I'll tell you a short story. Yeah. I saw you once before in a restaurant which one? Uh, I, was out, I forget what it's called now, but I think it's a, it's a Chinese restaurant that's there right near Lincoln Center. Sandra? Chun Li? Sandra, yeah. Yes, that's it. And I was there with a friend, and uh, I don't know, do you know Beth and Gary Glenn? Do you know, she's, she's one of those, she's a major donor at the Metropolitan Opera, but I was there. You know what, if I saw the face, I'm bad with names. I'm really yeah, It's okay, it's okay. I was there, and I was like, oh my God, that's Sandra. He's like, you should go and say hello. I was like, no, I won't do it, because I know what that's like to be eating and just like, being interrupted so i've wanted to meet you so for a very very long Aww. time so i was there with dimitri was i not there with I dimitri think you were i think you were because i've right. only been physically been in Shunli yeah twice in my life and i think it was wow. both with both times with dimitri because that's his favorite restaurant that's it but you know what listen people yeah i i am what you see is what you get carrie is what you see is what you get so i have no airs yeah. I, I listen I hi. Have a gift yeah. What we were given is a gift. Yes. I, I don't think of it in, as any other way. Yeah. I, I am just, Io sono Miriancella. Uh -huh. I'm the portal for our gift. Yes. And so people come say hi. We don't bite. Well, next time I see you, and, and, and when we get through this, COVID. Well, know. when are you at the Met next season? What time? Uh, it, I believe it is October through November, or October through December. Okay. That's when I'm there. Okay, great. I want to see you. Ooh. Actually, like meet you, meet you. So. Oh my gosh! I see like cocktails and yes. egg McMuffins. Egg McMuffins. You know, I always, I always eat French fries after I sing a show. See, there you go. Absolutely. From McDonald's. There you go. <laughs> and tell them what else, Sandra. Are you really gonna like tell the truth? What else do you get? Chicken McNuggets. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We treat ourselves. That's right. <laughs> We hey, we work really hard on that stage. We are worth it. <laughs> and thank my, you, thank you so it. much for your time. I know you're doing a hundred thousand yeah. interviews, but um, if yeah. I could hug you, I would. I just send you so I much love and so and much I, support. I wore Mr. Chanel just for you because I know that you <laughs> love designers. So I love, I love fashion. fashion. I know you do. But yes, good luck, toy, toy, toy on on the voice. And we know that you are going to go far. Well, we know you're going to win it, but um, I pray from your lips to God's ears. Well, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to be your biggest cheerleaders, right, Carrie? Thank we're going to be like, oh. thank you, All guys. Y'all right. have a good night. Thank you. you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.